Listener Production. Wall Street posts only modest gains as US politicians continue to wrangle over the debt ceiling. And a flat start to trade as expected in Australia on Tuesday, with James Hardy earnings in focus. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Tuesday, the 16th of May. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Ryan, it's another day where US politicians continue to make the most of this impasse in relation to the US debt ceiling. It's um, unfortunately a familiar tale, but it's just casting a bit of a pall over the market for the moment, isn't it? Well, it certainly is, Tom, and we have seen the S&P 500 in a very tight trading range at the moment, reflecting that uncertainty. And of course, we have heard from US Federal Reserve officials last night talking about inflation again and interest rate hikes. And of course, weak manufacturing data also really did weigh on sentiment as well. So it's a familiar drumbeat that we hear in the background. You've got the political process, which is at a stalemate. Uh, You've got that procession of economic news that is pointing to a moderation in the economy. And then on the other side of that, you have got uh, officials talking about the need to keep interest rates high to get on top of that inflation. Difficult circumstances to navigate if you're an investor trying to find opportunities because all of that seems quite negative. But I suppose the point to make, Ryan, is that with everything that has been thrown at the US market, for example, the S&P 500 is still about 15% away from its recent highs. So I think you just kind of need to create some context for this from time to time. It's sometimes you feel like the world is about to end when you read these headlines, but you need to have a plan for when the sun comes up again in the morning. Well, that's right, Tom. There's always opportunities in the market. So certainly what we're seeing at the moment is the continuation of the theme where those big mega cap tech companies are performing very well. We saw that again overnight. And just to quickly interject there, the NASDAQ uh, highlighted that it was up 0.7 of a percent. The S&P 500, by comparison, rose by only a third of a percent, and the Dow was just in positive territory. I apologize for interjecting. Not a problem, Tom. We did see the approval of Microsoft's $69 billion US dollar takeover of Activision Blizzard by the EU in terms of their view on the situation boost sentiment. Because that, that was uh, there was a question mark over that transaction from time to time. Regulatory-wise, there has been some questions about that one. And then at the same time, we did see shares of Meta Platforms, which is a big bopper in the indexes. Its shares are up 2.2% after Loop Capital, not a familiar broker for me, but it upgraded the stock to buy from hold. So we did see those technology shares continuing to perform well, but that was also supported by the potential for a pause in US interest rates. So we heard from two US Federal Reserve officials, they indicated they are favouring a pause in interest rate hikes, and that really did boost the appetite for those tech shares. And just quickly to your point, whilst that broker upgrade came from a source that you weren't familiar, it's a part of a theme that we're seeing at the moment following the recent earnings numbers is that brokers are viewing technology stocks far more optimistically compared to before the reporting season, and they're tending to pick that group uh, ahead of your industrial stocks and uh, other sectors at the moment. Well, that's right. So certainly tech is the go-to at the moment. And part of the reason for that, as I mentioned, we have seen a big rapid increase in interest rates in the US, 500 basis points worth of in the course of the last 12 months or so. And the long-term horizon is that we're likely to see a pause in that rate hiking cycle soon because inflation appears to be moderating. And at the margins, what has emerged in this uh, most recent 
quarterly reporting season is the increased importance of AI when it comes to these big names that already have a dominant footprint. They seem to be growing another lever for growth, uh, which is important. Uh, all the time when it comes to evaluating a stock's prospects. Well, absolutely. And Microsoft and, and Google have, have been really through Alphabet, the strongest performers or amongst the strongest performers of the AI group of companies in this situation. So really that has been a focus for markets this year. And quickly, let's just touch on the manufacturing data, which was quite important last night. Again, uh, just underpinning that story around moderating growth, the New York State Empire Manufacturing Survey it is a key barometer of activity in the northeast of the US that was substantially weaker than what the market had expected. We saw that index fall from plus 10.8 points to minus 31.8 points in May. That was the biggest monthly decline since April 2020 at the height of the pandemic. Let's turn our focus to what we can expect on the local front today. As, as you suggested, the futures are pointing to a flat start, Ryan. The ASX 200 SPY futures finished down by one point. Today, we have a couple of highlights in inverted commas, one of them being the Reserve Bank's minutes for the last policy setting meeting. It's fairly well defined, this conversation, isn't it? They're trying to pause whether or not they're going to be allowed to. comes down to some important news later in the week. Well, that's right, Tom. So tomorrow we get wages data, and then on Thursday we get the jobs market report. But one of the things today that will be released that's interesting is the Consumer Confidence Survey from Westpac and Melbourne Institute. And that will show a barometer of, or temperature of the response to the federal budget. So it's been a lot of talk about the inflationary impact in the budget, but most importantly, how it impacts consumer spending. And of course, at the same time, the consumer response to the rate hike early this month will also be in focus. It's an interesting point that you make. In fact, if we see a better measure uh, on uh, sentiment, that actually might work against things uh, in relation to a pause because it, just the conversation around a pause has given the property market a bit of a fillip. Uh, if you know the bigger picture starts to shape up more optimistically, the Reserve Bank might have to start talking at least about rate hikes. And certainly at the moment, the key focus is on inflation front and centre inflationary expectations from consumers. Will they continue to spend in this environment? We're seeing some evidence of a slowing in spending, particularly on goods, but services spending is still very strong at the moment. People are still going out to restaurants and they're still traveling. So it's hard to get that fine balance between trying to get inflation under control, but also having a soft landing in the Australian economy where we don't see unemployment lift too dramatically and consumers under too much pressure with borrowing costs. Indeed. So there's a whole range of uh, news out of China today. Uh, Ryan, uh, retail sales, there are investment numbers. These will be quite important. Well, absolutely. So yesterday, Tom, we saw China Central Bank demonstrate some support for the Chinese economy by injecting some liquidity into financial markets there. And that provided a tailwind for commodities overnight. We saw the likes of copper up 0.6% and aluminium rising 0.5%. But then, of course, today we get the critical April activity data that tends to focus on industrial production, on also infrastructure spending and retail spending. And of course, it's likely that China's economy grew rapidly in April. We have seen shopping centres really bustling again, post-COVID zero policies. We've seen factories reopening 
and acceleration and investment in the world's second largest economy. So what we're expecting to see today is industrial production jump by 10.8% from a year ago and also consumer spending skyrocket by 22%. But let's bear in mind that 12 months ago when these figures are compared to, that's when Shanghai was in lockdown. Yep. And I suppose we've already had a foretaste of uh, those retail sales numbers with the earnings figures that we have seen out of the big luxury good makers recently. They've posted very strong earnings results, which they have spoken about in the context of the Chinese reopening. So the benchmark for these retail sales in particular is quite high under those circumstances. So in terms of commodities last night, we also saw commodity prices benefit from a moderation in the US dollar. So all prices were up by more than a percent for Brent and NYMEX blends. We saw gold futures marginally higher. We had iron ore futures up by about one and a half percent in the, their most recent session. So uh, I would say that probably the US dollar had an important impact on those moves overnight. Yes, absolutely. We have seen a continuing of an easing in the US dollar around the debt ceiling fiasco, but also at the same time, the Chinese liquidity injection was helpful, but also we have seen some evidence of a strengthening in steel demand in China. So we did see those iron ore prices perform quite well on the back of that. But uh, what we have also seen in the last 24 hours is that mega deal between Newmont and Newcrest in the gold space, Tom, and Tom Palmer, the Australian-born chief executive of the $37 billion US dollar gold giant Newmont, is really starting the week on a high, isn't he? So not only did it's he see... It's a nicely timed transaction, isn't it? Well, it is. We saw Newmont shares up 2.5% in the States overnight, and this will be the third largest global deal so far this year, worth about $17.8 billion US dollars. And it's been a good few days for Mr. Palmer. His beloved Richmond Tigers scored an upset win in the AFL. Wow, he's a Tigers fan. Apparently. And he's got that sort of yellow gold strip along the front of their jersey. They could perhaps replace that with a strip of gold if uh, they get to the grand final or indeed win the grand final. Well, that's They're quite fanatical, the Tigers supporters. They are indeed. There's a few bandwagons though, aren't there? Oh, well, that just goes with any sport, Ryan. Mm, it does. <laughs> the other thing to note as well today, Tom, just quickly, is James Hardy is releasing its earnings. So James Hardy is the world's leading producer and marketer of fibre cement Wall and floor products used in new residential, commercial and industrial construction. We did see its shares down about 50% last year due to rising inflation and interest rates, global supply disruptions, labour shortages and delays in housing construction. But we have seen some tailwinds, some early evidence, of course, that the building material sector is showing some slight improvement and its share price is now up about 28% this year. So its earnings will be something, something to look out for today. It'll be a barometer of a variety of things, not least of which will be conditions on the ground as far as uh, building materials are concerned, but also in the uh, ability to manage uh, costs and margins and all those sorts of things. The Aussie dollar has gained a little bit of ground against the greenback overnight, having been uh, around 66.8 US cents yesterday afternoon. It's climbed uh, to be just north of 67 US cents as we kick off the Asian session today. Thanks once again for joining us today. Make sure that you tune into the Comsec Market Update this afternoon with Stevie and Laura. It's been great talking to you, Ryan. Thanks, Tom. Hopefully they'll be weighing their crocs after their sh- the croc share price is up 2.6% overnight. Well, look, it's a great way of staying single if you wear Crocs, so uh, all the best with that.
This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.